Well, welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Great insights, great answers there. And I think just summing that whole idea up, it's around that sense of celebration that we want to celebrate what people are doing rather than what people were doing during the pandemic and even before then yeah you know people choosing sides and knocking one against the other there's yeah. something powerful about just celebrating yeah. what people are doing and i think if leaders can get that into their yeah. that that could for me is the biggest takeaway but yeah. also i think if churches look at maybe the you know the hundreds or the thousands that actually they can have it all they can yeah, be yeah. all those three things that you've mentioned there they can be attractional yeah it can be communal and, and they can be intimate as mm. well yeah and maybe they should be thinking through all those you know which yeah. bits are we strong at which bits do we need to sharpen up on yeah because all those things together are a picture of what yeah. the church is even, yeah. even from the Book of Acts, isn't yeah. it? And that's a great, I mean, that, that that's a great thing. And maybe we'll come on to how we kind of thought to apply yeah, that a yeah. little bit. But I, I think another reason that I didn't mention, which I've not talked a lot about, but it's worth mentioning on this podcast, another reason people did that polarization was because of what was happening in the church worldwide. Yeah. We, we saw some big churches collapsing. We saw some prominent leaders, well-known leaders Absolutely. falling. Mm-hmm. That's always happened, but 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 when it happens in a pandemic, it's like everybody sees it. When mm. it happens in a, a world ruled by social media, yeah. everybody sees it. Mm. And I think lots of people got disillusioned with that, disappointed with that. Yeah, yeah. They were mm. heroes of the faith that suddenly perhaps didn't seem as heroic to people yeah. as before. But the reaction people had was, well, let's just dismiss that. Mm. Let's just dismiss that kind of thinking. Yeah, dismiss and, that kind of... And dismiss the sort of churches they're from. The sort of churches and they're from. And that's the danger, isn't yeah, it? Really? Yeah. yeah, which tended to be, because of their prominence uh, and profile, tended to be what people would call more attractional. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the more attractional but, end. But there's so many churches out there that, that actually... And this is the thing I think we got to celebrate. There's so many churches out there where leaders aren't facing those issues. Yeah. Mm. And they're not, you know, they're they're not falling yeah. mm. off the side, if yeah, you want to yeah. put it that way. But they're going for it. Yeah. yeah. And we often focus on the few, don't we? The few mm. leaders that we've heard about. Yeah. yeah. But like, what about the thousands, yeah. millions of yeah, leaders? Yeah. Well, just it, getting on with it. That's what makes the news, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what you know. You just you know Twitter. You yeah. just go on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and you just scroll through your feed, yeah, and yeah. you can instantly come off depressed because yeah, yeah. that that's what it is. That what that's what piques people's interest is the. The bad news or yeah. um, that stuff that you know as as has been said that sells so obviously we've 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 gone through this but it's not just being oh we've done a bit of teaching yeah and that's it we're actually beginning to apply it and beginning to apply it in our setting and so I wondered if you just um, delve in a little bit of how we've applied that because it's great in theory but there's a practice to it yeah. and how we begin to do that yeah, well, like, like I said, we wanted to um, not just take this idea and say, that's great, it's, yeah. it's a good mentality yeah. for us, but how do we respond to that? Because, mm. you know, for me, it felt like a strong, it, it was something I, I mused on for about 18 months, I think. I kept quiet on and said very little about, I mean, the, the first thing is that I wanted to say to our church three things, really, that are given is that one, we are spirit-filled. Mm. We call that charismatic. We rely on the Holy Spirit. 
We believe in sure. the Holy Spirit, the infilling, the gifts of the mm. Spirit. We're, we're, we're Spirit-filled. Secondly, we're growth-minded. Mm. We believe that Jesus said, go into all the world mm. uh, and preach the gospel to every creature. Still believe that's, yeah. that's it. And you might want to call that evangelistic. Um, we are growth-minded. We want to reach people. And mm. the third thing, we want to care for the communities where we live. We want yeah. to have an impact, make a difference, and care for people. But practically what we then said is we, we said, well, we want to have eight ministries that are strong in the life of church. And um, some of these ministries, you know, we might say in our current context, they're strong already. But we had the sense they could become stronger. Yeah. You know, in terms of looking at the early church, the, the book of Acts particularly, even our strong ministries could become stronger. Sure. And then there were other things maybe we were not so strong in that we could build strength into them. And the eight ministries that we identified were uh, teaching, mm. um, our creative ministries, which is like all our production, our worship, everything, mm. uh, kids' ministry, um, and ministry to families, youth, pastoral ministry, discipleship and leadership development, prayer, and then governance, finance, and administration. And we mm. said those eight ministries, we want to build strength and build more strength mm. in those. And so we, we literally, you know, um, created a, um, again, sorry if you had a bang, I just hit the microphone. Mm. Um, we, um, we created a, a platform, a framework, that we're asking leaders of those ministries to work through um, to make them strong so mm. that there's practical application that we can keep revisiting and we can keep asking the question, how are you how are you going in developing strength mm. in that yeah. ministry? How is that ministry developing? Yeah. Are we getting stronger yeah. in terms of our teaching? Is our creative worship production, mm. is that getting stronger? Is our governance getting stronger? Mm, so sure. we wanted to be able to um, monitor, if you like, the progress that we wanted yeah. to make. In those yeah. areas, I wonder if you'd because we we've developed this and it's eight ministries. But actually, we did something as a church years ago. It wasn't eight ministries. Um, I, I can't. I, I don't even think I was involved in leadership when you first started doing it. Um, but it was less ministries. I, I wonder if you could just talk into that because there might be a church that's thinking, okay, how do we start it? But yeah, we, we don't have eight ministries. Where 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 did we start when we? thought about this when we did this previously yeah yeah and i think for us in a particular period of time this was one of the most effective things mm. we did as leaders mm. to develop leadership skill and develop the the um, quality and uh, of the things that we were delivering as the church we called it a balanced ministry mm. model and it's since been renamed healthy church uh, model and what we did back in the day we identified it for four areas and um, uh, those areas were Sunday services, um, they were kids and youth, they were community activities and they were administration. And we just, in the, each of those four areas, uh, we asked the question in the next 12 months, what would success look like? Mm. And I know people get worried about that word success, but what we meant for that, what would strength look like? What yeah. would progress mm. look what like? Mm. You know, that's that, that was our yeah. thinking yeah. in those areas. And then we set some targets. So when it, if it came to Sunday services, for example, we'd set 
we'd set four targets and say, well, you know, if in 12 months' time we'd achieve these things mm. in Sunday services, we'd sorted out some of these maybe problems um, that we we felt um, we wanted to change. In 12, that would be success if mm. we did that. Mm. So we would identify four things in each of those categories. Correct. We would uh, outline what this the success looked like and then we would create give uh, a create an owner mm. we'd say you're responsible mm. for that and then over the period of 12 months we would meet three times so every sort of three months yeah mm. uh, we would meet and say how's that going how's that developing and we discovered when we first started we discovered by the end of month seven we we'd done everything mm. we set our targets and our goals too too low um, mm. in some in some of those those areas, and then we did that. I think we used that for a period five six years. Mm. It developed. It grew bigger. We went from four quadrants, I think, to seven areas where we would then do that same exercise, mm. and we did that, and that caused us to be able to move forward mm. in our skill, in our ability, mm. in our leadership, in our quality of service uh, as a church, yeah. and. Uh, I guess what we're doing now on the back of this is we're revisiting a version of that mm. um, that's focused on these eight yeah. ministries yeah. that I mentioned. But it has some of the key elements still in there. It does. In one sense, like you've got people who are uh, responsible for those areas. Yes, you? And that's yeah. a big thing, just to have somebody yeah. earmarked who's going to drive yeah. that forward. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got some other measurements in there, haven't you? You've got uh, like the BHAG there, the, yeah. the Carrier Dishes Goal. Yeah. That you're encouraging people to think about what what else is on the list. I mean, we'll put it in the show notes, I think, for people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, if you're happy to, yeah, yeah, for that to be shared, yeah. but we'll put it in there. We'll strip out our information as a church, but mm. we'll yeah, we'll give them the, the, the bones that they can yeah, keep the that template, template yeah. and work. Yeah, with. and we can give them the the the, the balanced ministry or the healthy church yeah, template absolutely. as well, because mm. I think it's now what we've done here is make it two tier. So what I'm going to describe is, if you like, tier one, and then. What I've just described in terms of those specific targets sure. is the, ne the the mm. the outworking of it, which is still still required. So um, we've identified these these things. First of all, ministry leaders, like you say, who's, who's going to be responsible? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to lead this ministry? Mm. The name. What, what's the the BHAG, which is B H A G, the big hairy audacious goal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Careful, I had to be yeah. careful there. Yeah. There's yeah. different ways to say it, isn't there? <laughs> so, so in that ministry, what is the big goal? What mm. are we really trying to achieve all the time? Uh, then the next is what would be some immediate wins? What is something we can do like super quick within yeah. the next two or three months that yeah. actually would be a big win for us mm. moving that forward? Have we got any training needs? The next area is what are our training needs? What are our opportunities yeah. for training? Um, the next area is relationships and mentors. Who in this area do we need to connect with mm. or who do we need to learn from in this moment? And that, and that could be both internal and external, couldn't it? Internal and external, yeah. Uh, and then the, the, the last one is like who's next? Mm. And uh, who's next is in every area we want to continually mm. bring in people through, new people into ministries and new, new people into leadership. And and then that we have two segments which actually lean on to the application. It's 2022. What would success look like in the last half of this year? Yeah. Um, you know, the last th 
quarter of this year um, as we're in now and then 2023 what does success look like mm -hmm. so again that would be then coming back to that next layer that I uh, mentioned yeah. earlier yeah, yeah. what's the four things that we can do yeah. in 2022 that would give us success what's the four things we could do in 2023 yeah yeah. Mm. So, no. Very helpful, that isn't it? For uh, I think for a lot of church leaders, even the explanation. Yeah, that, yeah. I think it's useful. Can I just pull out a little bit there on that sense of the who's next? Yeah. Because I know that's a big part of our language, yeah. really here at Icon Church. But I think it's great language because we've been using two phrases recently, haven't we? Who's next? Mm. And the other phrase we've been using is like widen the circle. Yes. Mm. I wonder if you could just mention something about that, because I think that would be useful mm. for leaders yeah. even at this time, even yeah. though it's slightly off topic, but they are connected, I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe on the who's next, you yeah, tell you the story about from like youth. and Yeah. So when, uh, when we started youth, um, I used to work um, for uh, the network of churches ground level, and we used to travel together. Um, and I'm pretty much most journeys, well, one journey a week, I would get asked the question, who's next? And it would be very much who's, who's a young leader who's coming through? Who's, who, who, who have you seen? Who are you looking for? You know, who's around, really? And um, I think we want to have that mentality of who's next, who's coming through. It doesn't have to be a young leader. Could be anybody. Uh, it could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a, a thing where it's the faithful, available, teachable. And, you know, like we had a prayer meeting last night, uh, night before recording this. And just looking around again, because that's one of my things is who's at the prayer meeting? Because yeah. that's like, okay, they're here. They're invested. Yeah. They want this. And so then you get a sense of who's next. And it, and it might not just be who's next to take over the big role. You know, we put ministry leaders on there. It might not be for those guys, but it might be who's next to take some level of responsibility yeah, in this area. You know, you talk about that second layer and ownership on uh, certain key things. You know, when we we're talking about the balanced ministry model and you had an owner, it could be who's next who could own this yeah. area to see this move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so that being constantly in our language of... Who's coming through? Yeah. Who are we seeing? I think that's really important because we can get so caught up in doing things. And sometimes even as leaders, we think we have to do everything. But we can see, no, who's next? Who could yeah. I empower? Who could I lead through? Yeah, and I think that faithful, available, teachable is, mm. is key. I think as well with who next, you're, you're thinking, who can I see God's hand on? Mm. You know, who's got, who's got some spark, who, mm -hmm. there's something about them, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. So it's identifying, you think there's something potential, yeah. you've, you've, you can see that gold yeah. uh, sh sh shimmering in the inner person and yeah. you think they could be next, God could yeah. be using mm -hmm. them in some area. But then they widen the circle mm -hmm. is let's not have closed circles, yeah. you know, whether that's a team or let's, let's you know let's break the circle and invite other yeah. people in and bring yeah. other people in yeah. and then they become the potential people who you might we might be looking at in 6 months time or a year's time and thinking mm. they could be next yeah um but if we keep our circles closed yeah. so i've just been trying to encourage our teams yeah. encourage individuals just keep widening the circle yeah. just keep inviting people in yeah and uh you know sharing sharing ministry sharing the load sharing you know, responsibility yeah. and opportunity. Um, and so those two things are slightly different, but 
but you know they link together yeah. powerfully yeah. i think they do and we even um even recently here we wanted to um restart again after the pandemic like our ministry to one to four year olds we call it goo tots um i have to get the name right because there's so many goos out there uh, that we do but goo tots and that was an opportunity for us to widen the circle yeah it was an opportunity there's a new ministry to get some new people who are in oh. around church involved and it's been given that and even within that we're identifying from that group of people who've been around church maybe six months to a year, they could be next. Yeah. Yeah. They could be the ones who lead this. They could be the ones who take this on. So I think that even for churches, that's a great opportunity. Absolutely. When you start, you're yeah. wanting to start something, yeah. it's yeah. a great opportunity to go. Because sometimes we just look around the circle, we've got, well, who can do that? Yeah. Rather than going, no, yeah. Issue, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's widen that circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one does lead to the other, you know, because if you're at church and you're thinking, you know, let's widen the circle and invite mm. people in, and as Nathan says, in that space then you can see who's going to be next to take on a role. Yeah. I think if you if you try and do one without the other, there could be complications. Yes. Mm. I think one leads to the other, which is which is brilliant. And I think it's just uh, fantastic stuff you've been sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you do you think you've you've really nailed it on the sense of the integrated church? Anything you want to say on that? Because we've got a few quick-fire questions we want to yeah. ask you. Yeah. Well, wanna, I think the, the only those. thing I would say is that we, in one sense, um, just for my own mind, mm. and I'm not sure you know, whether listeners would agree or, or you guys would agree, but I wish I had a better phrase than integrated church, mm. but I, I can't think of a better uh, phrase. You know, it, it, I like it. Is it. Well, good. That's, yeah. all, that's all right. What about you? It, well, it's... We've heard it that many times yeah, yeah, that maybe. it's ingrained into my brain now. Yeah. <laughs> but I think as well, I've got that. I've got that triangle yeah. where that I show people where yeah. they all connect together. Yeah, that's it. And so I think when you see integrated in that context, that yeah, we're attractional and we're communal. We're communal and we're intimate. We're intimate and we're attractional, and they all interlock and interconnect. Yeah. I think you get the idea. Yeah, yeah it's integrated. It's all yeah. ours. But if somebody yeah. if somebody has a better name and they want to fire it our way, yeah, send it so, through or steal it, it make it better, yeah, yeah. Steal it, make it better, it. Have, yeah. happy for them. Then to do, do a podcast on it and then we'll take it back. Yeah, So we've got a few quick fire questions. Great. Well, that's been brilliant so far, and yeah. uh, it's we're we're so pleased you've been on today because, like yeah. as we said earlier, it's been ages. Yeah. But a few quick fire questions. Yeah. Well, you take the first one. Yeah. So these are quick fire. Quick fire. So go for it quick. If you could write a book, what would the subject be? So I'd have to write two books. One would be about the church, because I've been passionate for the church for, yeah. for years, and the other would be about um, overcoming mental strongholds, okay. which has Great. been a bit of a personal journey, so yeah. that would be two books. Very Great. good. And then on the subject of books, what is your favourite leadership book of all time? Apart from the Bible. Apart from the Bible. <laughs> well, my favourite leadership book of all time, I think, uh, well, it's a, it's a hard question, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say that one I really loved was Axiom mm. by Bill Hybels, just because they were memorable, yeah. little pithy statements, and the chapters were about a, a page and a half, etc. But the fact that it was mem memorable and were they were clear, so yeah. that was one of my favorites. Love it. Great. What is uh, the one type or piece of food you would not want to live without? Uh, What's your first meal in heaven going to be? That's a good question. That's actually. a good question. Yeah. Yes. It's a, a Reuben sandwich, which is pastrami, oh, pickles. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a sandwich. It's a Where's sandwich. that from then? Is that American? 
So it's, it is American, but like um, I think Jewish roots in terms okay. of the deli, yeah. Jewish yeah, pastrami, delis, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love pastrama. You make me yeah. hungry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So and your dream destination would be to visit. Where would that be? I think South America because I've not been to South okay. America. Mm. So I, I'd like to do. I'd like to do that. What about yeah. you, Nathan? So I have two Fiji for the super relaxed destination and then South America as well but it would be very different it would be a fo football yeah uh, football. football ground tour I, I would be going for the stakes I think I was going yeah. for yeah yeah, yeah. I'd go to Japan and then uh I think I know this your favorite movie and why oh. gladiator oh. how many times you watched it well uh you were hold on you know how I've many times down. did you watch it yeah. in that season 13. 13. When it first came out, I watched it within the first year, I think, about 13 times. Mm. I, 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 it just had everything for me. It had the story, the tension, yeah, yeah. the, you know, the hero, and I just, I mean, I could quote at times back then. <laughs> when it first came out, I could quote large swales of it yeah. just mm. because I'd watched it that many times. And uh, most used movie in, for sermon illustrations for me anyway, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 What about you, Dan, actually? Oh best movie would be Godfather oh yeah. mine, mine is The Born Identity oh, I love The Born Identity. Movies yeah, or yeah. The Matrix one of the yeah, other yeah. great I guess uh, people can connect with you Instagram at Paul Benger yeah uh, that's the best way for people best, to connect yeah best way yeah at Paul Benger yeah yeah Great. Well, that's been a wrap. It's awesome. been great to be together on this episode of the Church Explained podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you could rate, review, share, subscribe, wherever you're uh, listening to this content, then uh, please do that. Also, don't forget to head on over to icon.church forward slash open and uh, you can get access to loads of free content. Let me just say that before Go. we wrap up now, Icon Open, we're having so many people hit the website. Fantastic. Right. Just to let listeners know, like since it's launched last year, we've had probably over 55,000 people or leaders Fantastic. looking wow. for content. So you could be one of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's loads of free content out there and loads of stuff uh, for you and your church. But that's it for now. That's it. It's been great to be together and we'll see you next time on the Church Explained podcast. Brilliant.